Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Earworm, the podcast dedicated to and driven by Denver's local music. I am Lucy Richardson, and this is the fourth and final episode of the first season of Earworm. I truly appreciate each and every one of you, um, and I really hope that y'all stick around for season two when we start reaching out to some more bands in the area. If you have any in mind that you would like to hear more from, please send me a message on Instagram at EarwormPod, and I would love to set it up. To close out our first season, we have Charles Nation and the Porch Birds. This is another DU band, a three-piece folk band with a guitarist, cellist, and a violist. They do a lot of covers from some great artists that you definitely know, like Bob Dylan, but they also do some original work that they're trying to start spreading around. And you'll hear one of those pieces towards the end of the episode, and I promise you it is chill-inducing, so please stick around and listen to it. But for now, I really hope you enjoy their stories of getting into music and getting on the streets and busking and everything in between. Uh, my name is Gabriel Mayer. Uh, I play viola and play with Charlie and love to be a part of the music scene at DU. All right, I'm uh, Alex, full name, Alexander Felner Harrison. It's a big one. I play cello, play with Gabe and, and Charlie. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it <laughs> before we're talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. I go to DU too. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm Charles Nation. Um, I play guitar, I write songs. Yeah. Tell me how you got into music from the start. <laughs> well, I started being, you know, immersed in music right off the bat because my parents and my whole family is very musical. My dad plays piano. My mom is a singer. They actually met in a rock band back in the day. So music has always been a big part of my life. Yeah. And throughout the years, I've just tacked on more parts to it, like started viola when I was a little older in grade school guitar recently and just yeah <laughs> similar story for me both my parents are musical also met doing music together um started singing and like because my mom's a piano teacher at like very young but then i started cello at 10 so upper grade school again and then stuck with it did orchestras eventually auditioned here <laughs> yep string string story to college pretty much <laughs> very standard how did i get into playing music What's the question? What's the question? Yeah, playing music, writing music, just anything. Oh, well, my mom is not musical at all. She likes music, is not into it, has never played, doesn't really get it. Um, my sister would play songs on guitar around the house, and I think that's what got me into it. Started playing guitar summer after I graduated high school and, you know, taught myself to sing, still working on that piece in a huge way. And uh, I also like dabble in bluegrass since then, play a little banjo, little fiddle. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, you took to it pretty quick then. Seems like a late start for post high school graduation to get in. Definitely a late start compared to most folks, I think, but. Not a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but once I started, I was playing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, really cool. I would love to know more about y'all's parents' stories because that's a trend so far (laughs) in the people I've talked to. Yeah. It's music is hereditary, I guess. <laughs> so if you have anything cool about that, please let me know. Yeah, I mean, music has always been a part of my family. My grandparents, too. But um, 
Yeah, my uh, dad is a wonderful piano player. He's, you know, played for me and played with me my whole life. You know, my mom's an incredible singer. I've done a lot of music outside uh, with them, you know, different, different sort of things. A lot uh, with my synagogue at home. My mom would sing a lot with them. My dad would, we'd play every service. We'd just go off book and just <laughs> jam out all the time, play bar mitzvahs, whatever it is, you know. So um, that was a big part of uh, my development as a musician. My mom, so piano teacher and also choral conductor, and at the time, my they were both at Tanglewood, which is a place in the Northeast, if you, if you know it. It's mm -hmm. lots of choirs and things like that. And so my uh, dad was there in the choir. And I think if I remember the story, if I remember correctly, he was talking trash about the conductor to like his friends or whatever. <laughs> He's like, I can't even believe this woman. And she was, and then uh, the woman behind him was like, "Oh, really? Like you, you think so?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "That's me." And then that's my mom. And like she was like the choral conductor. And then uh, I don't know, romance happened. They ended up getting married, and they sang in a like '50s sort of '40s reunion swing thing for a while. So both big singers. My dad plays guitar, um, but but now no longer musicians are both like leading their own sort of post lives. So that's what I grew up with. And then yeah, big influence for sure. Yeah. How did y'all start playing together? I mean, we've known each other for a long time, but yeah. more recently, I mean. It's kind of within the last yeah. year. I mean, you know, uh, me and Charlie obviously play, not obviously, me and Charlie play on the first <laughs> team together. Uh, and, you know, we've always been aware of each other's gifts and, and musically. And uh, yeah, just this year, we decided to just jam together. And, you know, and then we asked Alex because we wanted to create this full string sound and it's just, it's just meshed ever since. It's yeah. been true harmony. That was tacky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've, I mean, and Gabe and I have been playing together yeah, in school since getting. We, yeah. we knew each other freshman year, Chucko and I. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, me and Alex uh, play in a string quartet together so, at the School of Music yeah. and have played in orchestra and. There's all sorts of stuff together, so. But this is definitely a new and pretty exciting. Yeah, term but we've sure. you know this is our first time at DU, kind of like one of our biggest branches out of the classical music scene, which yeah. is what we're so heavy in all the time, you know. Yeah, because so. we we play with punk groups and yeah, jazz do. stuff and exactly. But this yeah. is I like this is a little different because I feel like we're a little bit more involved and not just like <laughs> yeah. background, which I like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that first jam was pretty legendary. Yeah, I remember it was. it was just like, like you know, it wasn't a big deal. We were just hanging out, but then it was like, yeah. whoa. You called me after good. Yeah, like, like wow, like that. Wow, <laughs> there's some, there's definitely something oh, there. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was right off the bat. It was amazing. There, there were people at the house. Yeah, who were like rocking out to it. Yeah, like you have to do something. <laughs> when was that? Oh man, that might have been early in the fall. Yeah, early in the September fall. probably. Okay, within the past year for sure. Yeah. Cool. That was just totally random, just happenstance? It wasn't totally random, but it's, I mean, it wasn't like we discussed being in a band at any point yeah, before no. that or anything no. like that. Like, yeah, and we weren't like, it wasn't like, I wasn't looking to like form a group, you know? No. Just, it was just a, yeah, just playing. Just a, yeah, just a jam session. Yeah. <laughs> just rock out a little bit and it all worked out. Happy to hear it. So you guys mentioned that you play in orchestra and stuff like that with mm -hmm. Lamont School of Music, yep. right? So is that what y'all are studying? Yeah, I am a, I'm a BM, a Bachelor of Music in Viola Performance. And I'm a BA in music, but in cello performance. So slightly different, but almost 
same end goal of playing lots of the oh, instrument yeah. and <laughs> yeah, studying still a lot music. of playing yeah. and uh, theory. No, yeah, theory, <laughs> <laughs> lots of theory and oral skills and yeah, all that good stuff. How would y'all compare playing with the music school to your group now? Well, I, it's nothing. We it's don't do anything like this at the music school, you know. It's we're trained in like what our instruments historically do, which is classical music. Yeah. So. So. It's nothing like this. You know, it's like we are reading reading sheet music. We're really refined to like the notes on the page. Uh, when we're playing in the band, you know, it's we can really throw out a lot more ideas and uh, improvise a bit and. Yeah, create our own sound, which in in what we're doing at school is more trying to replicate. Sound yeah, almost. or craft a very or, specific sound. Yeah, craft yeah. something very specific. Where here we can sort of develop our own ideas and. I think that's I think that's perfect summation of of what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it there. So, how do you all make your music as a group then? Outside of that. Well, I mean, these almost every song every song we've done is either a cover, one you've written. Yeah. And so Charlie brings us these songs, you know, we'll play through them a couple times, feel it out, and then we'll just brainstorm, you know. Yeah, just like, work out the arrangement. Like, yeah, work out the arrangement. A lot of times it's just like, we'll just like loop sections and, and improvise, and then when something feels good, sounds good, we'll like circle back. Yeah, you just, it, you yeah. know, you just keep making sounds until you're like, I like that one. And then you compile enough of those in a row, and then you go a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, but it's mostly like lead sheets, lead sheets, and then improvising I mean, over yeah. whatever you yeah. you've got going on in the guitar and the voice, and that's pretty much it. But it's it's you know sometimes we'll we'll also just like hear demos, and me and Alex will sometimes brainstorm with some things to like plug in. Yeah, places. we do write some string we've parts. We've arranged a yeah. bit. We've arranged a bit. Something we definitely want to do more, but. Often it's very like fluid and natural the way we sort of come up with arrangements. And I think a lot of that's due to just your songwriting. Yeah, style, because right? like, <laughs> very natural, very organic. Yeah, it's exactly. like folky, and so I think we're just trying to find whatever fits there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. How do you write your music? Your songs, and lyrics, and stuff. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, getting into songwriting was actually like really hard. I remember I was like, mm, I was like sitting around really like wanting to write songs for like a year and a half, like needing something, but I like couldn't figure it out. And then I wrote one song, when I was like 18. And then after that it became easier. And sometimes it's not easier, but I mostly, I'll like start with uh, either like one line that just like has been knocking around in my brain or just like a vibe on the guitar and I'll just like loop it like a lot and just improvise lyrics just again and again. Sometimes for like, you know, just hours just leaving guitar part until it feels like the right thing and then I'll move on to the next line. And a lot of times I'll end up like throwing away the first thing I started with, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Just throw like throw away like the whole first verse I wrote. Yep. Yep. Because the song is somewhere else, you know? But that's but, like your jump off point. Yeah, of. you need a way in. That's the, the mo yeah. that's the hardest part. The way in is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Yeah. But then the music will take you wherever it's gonna go. Yeah. Cause it's like you know, it's a process of like trying things and, and realizing you don't want that. And then just eventually you find something that you don't not want. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing that's the thing that stays. <laughs> Perfect. Has yeah. that gotten easier over time? Because you said you wrote your first one at 18, right? It has not gotten easier. <laughs> no, I think like obviously 
the gap between my taste and my ability is starting to close, but there's still a lot, there's still a lot to work on. That's parts easier because I don't dislike the songs I'm writing as much. So that's nice. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I've gotten better at guitar and, and yeah, it's like I've gotten better at the craft of it for sure. But no, it's finding a, a good song that feels good to sing is, is really hard. Yeah. And like, you know, every time I finish a song, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, because it's like you never like, damn, how am I going to write another another good one? Because you can't write, you can't write, you know, you're always wanting to write something new that feels new and good. No, it's not easier. Where do you find the inspiration for your writing? What do you mean? Like, what do you write your songs about? When oh. do you feel inspired to like sit down and start writing that first verse that you'll probably throw away later? Um, yeah, I'm usually like kind of uneasy about something. Like either like a thought I can't get my head around all the way, but like I know there's something there. And this, sometimes the song is a way to like find it. I never like, I don't find it easy to write when I'm sad, but uneasy is good. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think the stuff that we've crafted, it's always like something's rattling around in our brain. Oh yeah. It's just like, it's, it's in there and it's got to get out and that's kind of it. <laughs> Whatever sure. it is, that's what it is. For sure. Well, how do y'all work through the music and everything? When you guys add your arrangements, do you all make them independently and kind of just mesh together no, until it we, works? We do it together. I mean, I, I often <laughs> will just like be improvising and play something. And Alex is kind of the scribe. <laughs> he, he's, you know, really good about hearing ideas and writing them down <laughs> so we remember them. And, and then often it'll be like one lick that one of us comes up with. You're, you're always kind of, you're like a fountain of just ideas. And it's just, it's like, you just got to collect yeah, your phones. Yeah, pick yeah. my brain a little bit. Yeah, I mean, often it'll be one idea and then... And then it just starts pumping and we're like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Because once you got it, you just here. expand on it. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all it's when when you have like two string instruments like this, especially low voices, it's so much is about just like layering properly and in a way that emphasizes or, or helps what whatever Charlie's doing. You know, sometimes we'll like try and bring out chords that did like, you know, are just, I don't know, like not exactly what you wrote but make what you write make sense does that does that mean anything to anyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys are like arranging wizards honestly <laughs> like i just like show up with a song and like some dumb key you know <laughs> and it doesn't no yeah. it's great completely not classical <laughs> they just roll with it and they're yeah, so, it's like great. they're so good at improvising and arranging it's it's incredible yeah yeah. How many songs do you guys have written together, originals? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could start listing them all, but maybe. I mean, it's like a good handful for sure. Yeah, maybe yeah. eight songs. Yeah. No, we got some. Uh, we got some funky instrumental stuff in the works that no one. I'd heard. say we're approaching ten or twelve, but we've got <laughs> yeah. we've got a set of like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just wrote another one today. <laughs> oh, Excellent. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's a lot of work. That's good. Y'all had a house show 
now like what two three months ago at this point yeah, yeah. it's been a little while ago yeah. was that your first time performing as a group yeah yep yeah yeah that was the big deal uh, and it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> it was yeah, felt really good. good i've never felt i had more fun performing what was your set like for that one like your set list originals versus covers like what'd you play they were mixed around in there uh we did like we did a couple originals near the beginning and then i think you did your set yeah it was it, it was like roughly was half mixed. half and half mixed, yeah. i had like some couple bob dylan covers we played anal from montgomery yeah that's fun, fun. <laughs> such a good song yeah <laughs> is bob dylan an artist that you get a lot of inspiration from i don't know about a lot i say i hear you i hear him in you a lot of the times but i wouldn't <laughs> say it's the majority of what you're going for yeah i like yeah. bob dylan his songwriting is really good when it's good but i think he has a lot of bad songs too <laughs> <laughs> all the greats do yeah. yeah and i you know and i think in that time like I think he was on like a schedule from the label, so sometimes you just like release records that he just like you know just needed to. Yeah. And God, whoa, you can hear it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the good ones are really good. <laughs> yeah. What about y'all? Do you have any specific artists that inspire what you make originally? This is a loaded question. Yeah. Sorry. I think Gabe and I listen to about everything, but uh, for this, I mean, what would you say? Well. Um, I need to think. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of my inspiration is trying to draw from what some of the new, like jazz string stuff is, but then tune it in a way that feels more folky and song and songwriter acoustic compatible instead of not like super spicy, like extensions and stuff. A little spicy. But a little spicy. We do we do keep it a little spicy. Oh, yeah. I mean that's yeah. Someone I was listening to a lot when I first started like trying to jam this style. I mean these are like more. Of arrangements, but I was listening to a lot of Nick Drake. I don't know if you yeah, heard yeah. Nick Drake, but I mean, he's a great guitarist, died way too young, but he has one record with just the most incredible strings on it. And it's like, I feel like it's very much in the style of, yeah. of what I was thinking about when we started doing this. But I mean, the influences are from all over. There's the, the more folky side of, was it Hawktail? Hawk is that the yeah, name of the group? Well, They're incredible. So good. So, so good. So, so good. So I'm trying, I think our arrangements are going to try and aspire to be something even close yeah, to that. We'll but see. we'll we'll see. You know, we're just. That's super great stuff there. We're just getting into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more potential to do different styles that we, we're diving into and we're, we're looking into. So we'll see. All right. So you mentioned jazz specifically, but are there any other styles that you would like to try and tackle with your group i think mm. more advanced folk well, <laughs> you know we may we may some point throw in some more upbeat more bluegrassy yeah i, yeah, I want to experiment with some more yeah. percussive aspects so, some more some more bluegrassy yeah. stuff i think is definitely an, a possibility yeah something i think about one of the influences is there's like this really cool like neo-folk scene happening in north carolina one band in particular uh the Dead Tongues is something I think about a lot. He's like, does this really cool, like rhythmic, sweeping songwriter, old time, but like synthy. It's like just a, like, it's like the, the kind of landscape, like sonic landscape that I think would be cool to, to play around with. It's like, you know, I like, I love like songwriter music. And I think that pushing the other stuff sort of forward, which is, I think is so fun about 
just like having the three of us and like we can put the strings like kind of right up front is like yeah like that sort of intersection is really interesting and i'm excited to see what happens you all have a show coming up, don't you? Yeah, we do have a show. We do. Up. What's up with that? Anything exciting? Oh, much exciting. A lot, okay. a lot louder than the last one. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, we're gonna be at Lost Lake, and it's May twenty seventh, and uh, that's one we're really excited for. We're playing with a couple other really good bands. One yeah. of whom we've played before. Yeah, one one was Bleakness League, who we played with. Yeah, Sam was kind enough to let us share the bill. Shout out to Bleak Mystique. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of collaboration a big thing that y'all have noticed being musicians at, around you in Denver? It's something that could be a whole lot better. It could be better. <laughs> it could be better. It, it's there, and there are a lot of great bands at DU, a lot of great groups, singers, performers. So I think it's it's something we for sure need to work forward Absolutely. to. You know, more collaboration, more shows together, house shows. I mean, there have been a bunch of house shows in the last like two weeks that I know were huge. There's work to be done, but I'm I'm liking what I've seen this year in the in the scene. So total total work. rebound since COVID. Everyone's back at it. Yeah. I think we just need to get the energy like organized. And there's so many different groups going right now. So. Yeah. What does that like ideal DU music scene look like to y'all? I think it's hard because that's not a tough question. <laughs> I think it's hard because a lot of what a lot of our time and energy just as students here isn't necessarily geared towards that side of things. And so I think it's just everyone not feeling like this is a side thing on top of all the other things we need to do, but like this is actually something that if we work towards, it can be like a great achievement for the school. The ideal music scene at DU? I mean, one would be, I think, you know, some of the great bands and artists at this campus just getting recognition, you know, yeah, like, true. and like, being shared around the school and like, you know, more performance opportunities, uh, like support from the campus. I mean, there are a lot of things we could do. Access to gear <laughs> for, for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, would be yeah really there's helpful. a huge price problem. And also, I don't know, Lamont feels a little separate from like the main yeah. campus scene sometimes from like the admins. I it feels like it, its own thing. Yeah, and I think it's cool that a lot of bands are like stemming out of Lamont yeah. and getting a wider reach because I, you know, there are some really talented people there, and and talented people not in Lamont who are amazing artists and and bands and stuff. I don't know. I I mean, I see a bright future with a lot of a lot of house concerts and uh, you know venues near campus. You know, booking DU artists and uh, yeah, make, like really making a name for DU as a great musical place because I mean being in Denver the, the resources are there yeah and the scene is there the scene is so yeah. alive just yeah and just lifting each other up you know yeah exactly. yeah like I think I emailed Lost Lake and they didn't hit me back but then Blake Mystique just just like hey get, get yeah, in here like, yeah awesome. you know and you just need like you know I think once people hear us and see us like um these guys are trying hard you know <laughs> yeah, yeah they give a shit yeah <laughs> so is that pushing for more like live shows and recognition outside of DU, is that something that you three would want to do, like as a group? Yeah, and I I think a lot of bands at DU would love to do that too. Yeah. And we're think, not the only one. I think that's a universal goal. Yeah. Yeah, just want to play. And that's why, like, if we all work together, we can all do that same thing, because that's all what we want. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So do you have any kind of future plans for the group beyond that? We're looking to play. We're looking yeah. to play. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think keep doing arrangements, keep doing live shows. Yeah. That'll take us.
We're looking to just play as much as we can this yeah. summer. Do you have plans to record anything? Put anything out on streaming services? Yeah. Um, there's. I met this guy. He plays in Trout Steak Revival. Yeah. Super cool guy. His name is Will. He plays guitar for them. I met him. I was camping. It's this like like this weird uh, like older person commune type vibe. <laughs> okay. I was, I was there with my family, and and he also happened like to know the guy that that owns the property, and we were just playing songs around this campfire, and he's like, hey. Like, I have a degree in, in music production in a really nice home studio. Come record if you want for free. And I was like, okay, thanks, thanks, man. You know, that's pretty much the golden ticket. And, and I, yeah, and I did. And, you know, we had a, you know, just had a fun day, you know, like nerding out about music. And so we'll see if he's willing to help us out. But I, he's super cool. Yeah. That's that's a really cool story. Yeah, <laughs> really cool. World. It was just like, wow, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't like you can't explain that shit, you know. <laughs> do Do y'all have any cool weird stories? Maybe not to the camping in an old person commune vein. And meeting music producers, I don't. I, I, I unfortunately <laughs> do not. <laughs> Or just like cool stories in general about your music history. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, this is a tough one. You got any like nightmare gig stories? Nightmare oh. gigs. Those are always fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all had a couple bad gigs. That's part of it. This isn't a gig, but I was busking in Durango, as I I was doing a lot of last summer. And this guy rolled up, huge backpack with purely tra- like traveling. I knew he wasn't from around there because I knew everyone that was around there. It's Durango. <laughs> you know, he rolls up. He's clearly tweaking a little, you know. But I was like, you know, that's like, sometimes that's fine. That's okay. You know, like as long as he's as not long, like. Yeah. You can usually read him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing these songs and he's, you know, he listens to one and then he's like, hey, can I play your guitar? And I was like, oh. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, okay, guy. You know, because like maybe. <laughs> Maybe if I was traveling through somewhere, you know, and I wanted to play a little bit of guitar, I let him play my guitar for a second. He gave it back, and he pulls out this little shooter of um, Jack Daniels, and he clearly, like, clearly had like quite a few in there, but all little shooters. <laughs> and oh my God, this is is gnarly. He cracks a seal and takes one sip and closes it and puts it in my case. And I was like, what? What? A little gift from me. It's like he he wanted to give. He didn't. I don't think he had money to give me. He wanted to give me something. You know. He. I feel but like, he still took but, 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 but he couldn't help but you know take a sip before letting it go. You know. He's like you're good, but you're not. You're not this good. Next year I'll give you a full one. Keep practicing. I got nothing. I got Come nothing. On. I don't know. All my music stories are like trauma dumping. I don't know I should say any of them. That's fair. Alternatively then, do you have any like defining moments in your music career? Not a whole story, but just like a moment where you're like, yeah, this clicks for me. Or yeah, I want to go in this direction. I mean, I just had my senior recital like a week ago and it was super hype. I was, I was really excited Inspired about it. Inspired me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Inspired. I was like, "Damn, I gotta go practice." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's something I've been working for for a while, and it was uh, went really clean. And I had a lot of friends and family there to support. 
definitely, definitely inspired me a whole lot to stay mentally focused and keep doing what I'm doing. So something I used to do and have now restarted doing uh, since COVID is uh, all the recitals I see and the things that I just like inspire me, performances I put up on the inside of my locker. And so Gabe, you were one of the first ones back up there. <laughs> I made it yeah, in the locker. Yeah, no, because that, oh. that was a great recital. It really Yo. was. And that's viola, right? Yeah, viola. And then um, there's a company on piano by a, a wonderful pianist, Christopher Thompson. Amazing. Well, I only have one other question, and it's just what kind of message or like image do you guys want to show with your music, if you have any kind of idea? Well, there at the house show, there was a sense of hope and like renewed energy that I think you spoke well on the mic about, mm -hmm. Charlie. Because um, I, I mean, I don't know, something uplifting. It was introspective, but hopeful. And uh, yeah, yeah. There's like a, a kind of intimacy. Yes, yes. That I really appreciated. Like if every show felt like that show, I would I'd be happy to do that for the rest of my yeah, life. That's, that's <laughs> it, you know. Yeah. Harnessing that feeling, I think, is... Yeah, I would hope that I can get to the point with, with my songwriting and, and performance that we can, you know, like what got me into songwriting is like, you know, sometimes you, you hear a song and it's like, like tells you something about yourself or something you've experienced that you like didn't know that you knew or makes you feel seen in a really, really specific way. And I think that if we can do that for people, that that would be sick. Well yeah. said. Fantastic. Well, I'm doing a playlist based on all of the people that I interview for this show. Um, so if you guys have any songs that you just really love right now or like all time favorite music that you want to share, would love to throw some songs on. I've got one right away. Yeah, I've got it. Okay. I listened to the song um, Columbine from Town of Van Zandt like four times today. Great little two and a half minute song. I love Towns. Song that's inspired me, put it on the, the playlist of songs <laughs> that I hear that I think we should inspire from. Dandelion from Hocktail. Mm. Really, really, really incredible stuff on the whole album, but that song specifically. Yeah, I have a song that I can't shape out of my head at all that I would highly recommend. It's like fingerstyle guitar, but it's unbelievable. It's uh, called After the Storm oh. by Yasmin Williams. Yes. And it's like cool. the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Yasmin Williams blew my mind on that tiny desk concert. <laughs> Check that out. Yeah. <laughs> One more, Lucy. Yes, please. Um, Dust from the Dead Tongues. They just released this new album that is absolutely fire. I think that's a good list. Yeah, no, those that's that's a strong. Form. That's a very <laughs> strong <laughs> list. Yeah.
all right y'all well that is it that is the first season done of earworm the podcast dedicated to and driven by denver's local music i am lucy richardson and thank you so so much for tuning into these episodes i can't express how much i appreciate y'all support i will be back in hopefully just a few weeks with more episodes and more bands in season two for now, keep checking out all of these artists on whatever streaming services they use. And again, I want to shout out Carlos Jimenez, Ethan Crawford, and the entire team at the DU MFJS department. Couldn't have done it without their help and the equipment that they have offered me. Also, thank you to my fellow collaborators, Julia Murtis and Tony Elton. Can't wait to bring y'all some more episodes, but until then, keep it real and keep it local.